Well, hello, friends. It's Angie here on another Angie and Friends on a podcast. Well, Nicole isn't feeling so hot today. No, it's not the Rona. But (laughs) it just so happens that I had another friend coming in this morning. So perfect. Right. Nita Wilkinson is here with me today. And oh, my gosh. The reason why I invited you is because she came to church the other day and she was head to toe Christmas. (laughs) And we've been talking Christmas. Right. And so I thought, okay. This is going to be, this is going to be so good. And I told Nicole, I said, I have Mrs. Claus coming because she goes, who's coming? Santa Claus. And I go, no, Mrs. And so she has no idea until she listens to the podcast. She'll have no idea who it is. So yeah, we're talking Christmas. You said it's your favorite time of the year. It is from, from Thanksgiving to New Year's is my time of year. I start decorating and well, Chad makes me wait till after Halloween. <laughs> it makes you wait. I literally had my Christmas tree up at the beginning of October because this year I needed extra yeah, cheer. Yeah, <laughs> we had. Well, I have many trees up, but we had a couple up in early November. You have many trees. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! See, now I really do wish Nicole was here because she has so many trees up yeah. at her house, and they're all themed. Well, I don't. I, I guess they kind of are all themed, but I never know what I'm going to... I have plenty of ornaments to choose from, and so I never know what my mood will be and what they will be. So <laughs> so why Christmas? Why is that your favorite? You know, my mom made... It just made it so magical. And, and when we were young, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't know that because my mother had a way of just making us feel like we were the most blessed family in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a mom win, by the way. It, 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 yes, it is. Yes, it is. And she just always made Christmas the most special time. She started baking cookies in November and she would leave a few out and then put the rest in the freezer. Oh, the testers. You got to have the testers. Right. <laughs> But then we had cookies through the whole, like, come home from school and there's cookies, you know, that really? might be the cutout cookies or chocolate chip cookies with red and green sprinkles Did on Did you get it. to help with the decorations? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. We always got to do that. I remember when I was really, really little, my dad insisted that we get a um, tree that you plant in the yard, which, of course, is much smaller. Yes. And um, I was... I don't know, maybe first grade. And I refused to decorate it because <laughs> it was so small. It wasn't a real Christmas tree. Oh. <laughs> and of course, I was the one who lost in the end because I didn't get to decorate the tree. <laughs> so, OK, I'm going to just do a side note here. This is called a rabbit trail. You were talking about Christmas cookies. I love the idea that she bakes cookies because yes. I feel like that's my favorite memory of my grandmother, too. Mm-hmm is she had a big tin of cookies and all year long, yeah. you could go in and just grab cookies. Like whatever Homemade. she decided to make. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I should probably do that for my grandkids, except my grandson is allergic to eggs. So I have to be a little more creative. Yeah, right. But a few years back, actually, it's been several years. Wow, where has time gone? Several years ago, I used to work in Columbus, And one of the Methodist churches down there has a cookie walk Mm -hmm. where you can pay $10 for the smaller box or 15 for the bigger box. And then you go and you can fill it with whatever cookies you want. Right. And then you just pay for the box. It Uh has to close. It has to be able to tape it like they have regulations. But 
oh my gosh, what a great idea. Yeah, yeah. And it was a fundraiser because the ladies in the church just donated, baked the cookies. Yeah. And I love that you can throw cookies in the freezer and then just bring them back out. Mm -hmm. Although I'm just not eating cookies right now. I need healthier cookies. Yeah. Well, there's all kinds of healthy cookies out there. My mom has, I'll have to share it with you. My mom has an oatmeal raisin cookie that (gasps) is Mm. really, really good. Um, and she used to make those too with uh, at Christmas time and during the year too. But I'm just going to have to start baking. Yeah. I do really love to bake. Yeah. It's just you know I haven't done it in so long. Well, we don't have the time. Y- you know, it it feels yeah. like when we were little, my mom didn't work. Oh so yeah, it was you know she spent her days doing her regular stuff while we were at school. But when we got home from school, we got her undivided attention because she was doing her household things during the day. Oh, yeah. So it's so, different. Yeah, I understand that because when my kids were little, I was home with them too. Right, and me too. And one of the things that I used to do was I would go to the thrift stores and I would find plates, just uh-huh. random plates yeah. that were really inexpensive, uh-huh. and I'd put the cookies on that. Right. And then when you give them to people, you don't have to get the plate back. Yeah. And if you did, you just recycled it again. Right. So I had all these mismatched plates. Well, and the Dollar Tree is great for that too. You can go and just get plain plain plates and and paint it whatever you want on it and give it to them well, and that keep sounds them in like it's work, a dollar. Man. Yeah. That, that sounds like work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, the grandkids <laughs> might like to color the plates. <laughs> well, that's true. But you're making you're making more work. I got I'm just thinking about baking cookies right now. And so it's like I can't think about painting a plate. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It's but, not not a priority for you. <laughs> yeah. My mother always used to make traditional cookies. Uh, she would make I guess they were like little Russian tea cookies. Mm -hmm. Uh, She would make all these really cool ones. And I tried some different recipes when my kids were younger. And I found a really good sugar cookie recipe. You know, those Cheryl's cookies. Uh I found a recipe that's really similar to that. Really? And so good. I found it one year for the Marine Corps birthday, as a matter of fact, because these were Marine Corps birthday cookies. And I snagged the recipe and made them and went, wow, these are like, those are like Cheryl cookies right there. Was Cheryl a Marine? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. I guess I would know, but now I don't know. Yeah. So cookies are a big thing um, for Christmas, and I, I think they're an easy gift. And mm-hmm. I love when you make the mason jar and you put uh-huh. all the ingredients in. for yeah. the cookies in, and mm-hmm. then you can give that to them. I think I would do that for my kids because they're all adulting now, mm-hmm. and they all have their own homes. And that would be a really great idea, and just give that to them and let them bake cookies on their own. Right. And you know, the log, you know, that you can buy in the grocery store just right. makes it too easy. Yeah. <laughs> so in a pinch. Yeah. My grandmother, um, has a butter cookie recipe that, Ooh. that we made, um, cut out cookies in. Yeah. Oh my good heavens. It's fabulous. And she had, you know, of course the icing and that is my favorite cookie ever. I'm going to have to get some recipes from you. Yeah. You should, you should have a website, Mom's Cookies. Recipe well, I'm website. posting them on my Whisper Women every yes. Tuesday. So I think next Tuesday is going to be my grandma's um, famous butter cookies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look forward to it. Yeah. The problem I have with sugar cookies is I always cook them too long. Always. Yeah. You have to roll them. Uh, this is what I've learned over the years because my grandmother made them perfect. My grandmother never cooked except at Thanksgiving and these cookies and homemade macaroni and cheese. That's all she ever cooked. <laughs> but <Healthy>. what <laughs> she cooked was amazing. You really? Know? I mean, so I think she could cook. I just don't think she liked it. Oh. 
Like wow. I can't cook, but, um, wow, you and Nicole really do need to meet <laughs> <laughs> her husband cooks just so you know, so does mine. It's one of the jokes. Oh, he works so many hours and he comes home and cooks for you. Yes. Bless he his does. cotton picking heart. Yes, he does. He made a garlic pasta last night. Oh. I have to find I have to find guys like this. There were no, there were no leftovers because I always look forward to the leftovers, you know, the next day. Yeah, there were no, no leftovers last night. It Aww. was so good. That's yeah. so sweet. All right. So I'm anyway, very but blessed. he doesn't bake. You bake. Yes, I, I actually can do that. But I think the, the trick to the cookies is it has to be you have to roll it out thicker than you think. Yes. And yes. Because you always want to roll it thinner, mm-hmm. or at least I do. And um, I've learned that I need to go quite a bit, like bigger than I think I need to go, okay. <laughs> or thicker. Yeah. So, and that that really helps. And the other thing is using a stone instead of the aluminum pans. I think helps too. Yes, I have found that one because I got a pampered chef stone years Me ago. Me too, and I love. Them. And they they are just the best. Or the, the, I even got an aluminum one, but it's the thermal one, so oh, it does yeah. the same kind of thing. It holds the temperature <laughs> mm-hmm. without burning the cookies. And this year I'm cooking in a whole new oven, so I just don't know how it's all going to turn out. Oh right, because you don't know what the, the right temperature is. Oh, <laughs> my yeah. kids, my kids always give me a hard time. When I said something about cooking for Christmas, my son said, well, maybe you should check on that recipe to see if you're, you got that high altitude recipe because we, I used to bake all the time and cook all the time at high altitude. Always had to use the high altitude recipe. Making bread. I used to make homemade bread like a mad woman because it rose so quickly at the high altitude. It was so easy to make bread. And I came to Ohio and it took forever <laughs> and I kept burning things in the house. You know, I kept burning my food or whatever because I get distracted and I'd go, I'm not used to cooking at this altitude. So now my kids pick on me yeah. that I don't know how to cook at this altitude. <laughs> and it's so funny because well, years ago when I was in tourism, I used to give sit on the bus tours and take people around and while I would be talking, you know, as we're going different places, I would say, well, you know, we're at the top of Ohio, so you have to use those high altitude. <laughs> That's so not true. <laughs> Apparently not. I don't, I didn't even know what that meant. I had just seen it somewhere. So. Yeah. Mad River Mountain. I'm like, That's not a mountain. <laughs> That's that's a hill. That's a really big yeah. hill, but it's just still a hill. Yeah. Hey, at least we have them because around here, yeah. this is the only place to find them. All right. So I've been thinking about these traditions. I've been thinking about the different things as I'm talking on the air. I'm, I'm thinking about these different things and a lot of memories yeah. have come back. Like yeah. I, I thought the other day about my grandma's cookies because I was asking people, what's your favorite cookie for this time of the year? I noticed, by the way, that you posted fudge. Yeah. I'll be a taste tester on that one. My mom even bought me a little button that said official cookie taster because I love that. That was my job. Yeah. That was my job. I have that someplace still. Anyway. So awesome. So, so you got the cookie thing down. Did you ever get into pies or anything else that was like a holiday tradition? My grandmother made, that's another thing she made so well, is the best pie crust. Flaky, melt in your mouth. My daughter can do that. Really? Oh, no, I just buy the stuff at the store. Well, I, mine, (laughs) there's so little difference. Why go to all that trouble? Yeah. So that's what I do. But my, my grandmother made, I mean, people say there's no difference. My grandmother's was different than what was in the store. My daughter's is different. It tastes different. So your daughter has the trick? Yeah. Or just a touch. She's got whatever touch is needed for that. So it's the same recipe. It just comes out different. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I haven't done it in years. I tried it. Oh gosh. 
30 years ago, but it never tasted, I mean, it didn't taste bad, but it didn't taste like my grandmother's. So I see no reason to not use the pie crust that you buy <laughs> in the store. Well, right? Seriously, because that's pretty much <laughs> close to what it tastes like anyways. So. Wow. Well, how do you feel about fruitcake? I've never had fruitcake. Really? Uh, no. And I'm sure I would like it because I like fruit and I like Christmas. And It's not like that. Oh, <laughs> well, that's disappointing. <laughs> it's like chestnuts roasting on an open fire. You know what? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire is fantastic. Oh, uh, I had them and I was disappointed. Really? I, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no, that was like my favorite. Somebody said, have you ever had chestnuts on an open fire? And I go, no. So he did it. He had a burn barrel and he made chestnuts in a, in a cast iron pan. And I was like, these are so good. Yeah. Where do you buy chestnuts? I don't know. I had them at the zoo, so maybe maybe that's why. Maybe. Oh, you're going to blame the zoo? I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, you romanticize things. And yes. that's, it's in songs and it sounds so wonderful. And we were at the zoo one night and I'm like, I have to have these. <laughs> and it's not that they were bad. I just, they weren't what I expected. Really? So maybe I need to try them again, understanding they're not going to be what I expected. And maybe you should have them on an open fire with uh, the cast iron pan. I mean, that yeah. really did make the difference. Because I think these were boiled. Like they were, they oh. had an open fire, but they handed you a bag of things and there was nothing on there. So, and they tasted boiled. Oh, that will make a big difference. So maybe I should try it again. Okay. So when I roast chestnuts, I'll call you over. Yes, please. <laughs> please do that. So um, back to fruitcake. When I was home to see my mom over Thanksgiving, I said something about her fruitcake, thinking she had some already made. But she's, you know, older. She's like, eh, I haven't made that in a while. But she has all the stuff to make it. Right. So she said, I will have you make it and I'll walk you through it. Well, then I ran out of time and never did it. So now I'm like, I want to do this. But here's the thing. My mom, <laughs> bless her heart. She's such a lush. My mom, <laughs> she always had a, she called it a rum pot. And she would put all this different fruit in a pot and she mm-hmm. would get it fermenting and she right. would add stuff to it. And it was spiked, basically. Right. Yeah. And that was the base for her tr- fruitcake. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was really good. But you use the little candied fruits, which don't really taste like fruit. Right. They're more like candy, I guess. Anyway, my mom's fruitcake is the bomb. I love my mom's fruitcake. The only other time I've had really good fruitcake is the Abbey down, you know, oh, the monastery yep. that's mm-hmm. down in Louisville, that's interesting. Kentucky, or Bardstown, Kentucky is where it's actually at. But they have that fruitcake. And we've gone on a couple of silent retreats down there, and they always give you a sample of it. But their fruitcakes are world famous. They send them all over the place throughout the year. Wow. And they even have a video showing you how they make them. If you make your mom's fruitcake, I will I will be your official taste tester. <laughs> <laughs> that and it sounds good. Chested chestnuts yeah. roasting on an open fire. Yeah. <laughs> I have a way of doing that. So I may have to, yeah, I may have to do that. All right. Uh, so Christmas traditions, did you grow up doing anything different than the other kids or was it a normal, you know, this is what we do on Christmas? We had on Christmas day. Doesn't matter what, whatever day. My mom started the December 1st. She had a green ribbon that had, um, the, they're like the peppermints, but they were chewable. And there were 24 of them and we would count down the days till Christmas. Oh, so it wasn't like an advent. It was really just a countdown. Yeah, we did do advent on Sunday afternoons too. Oh, okay. In fact, I found my mom's advent that we did um, in her Bible. I I have her Bible and uh, I found that and 
was really excited. And, you know, I, I read through it. It's so much simpler than I remembered. It was such a, you know, we lit the candles and we had a time of prayer. And of course, we always had cookies afterwards. Well, of course. But it seems so, so much more than, it's a very simple Advent, but she made it so much more, I guess, and just some of the extra things. So we did those things leading up, of course, always watching Charlie Brown and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. and um, My favorite is The Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Because I, I like Heat Miser and Cold Miser. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. They are funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Yeah. And then Christmas Eve, we would uh, go to church. and. Um, Did you do midnight mass? No, we had an early service, but oh, like okay. half the church would come to our home afterwards really for, and that's where a lot of my mom's cookies oh my would gosh be. yeah I, I mean they were that. with us all year and she made plates to go because I mean we had freezer full of cookies but then she'd have put wow. the last ones out that evening yeah I just I need to start baking you're inspiring me yeah okay so one of the things we did was we would sit around and open one present on Christmas Eve uh-huh and it was always Pajamas. Jammies. So you can get your Christmas pajamas. <laughs> yeah. And I've hear I hear a lot of people get that. Mm-hmm. It was socks, pajamas, slippers. It was it was the Christmas, you know, pajama time. So you'd be cute when you came down the stairs for the pictures. And for the pictures. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We would hang our socks. We didn't have like decorative stockings. We hung socks, which That's awesome. I love that. Well, here's the thing. It was, you know, late seventies. Yeah. And so, well, actually, no, that was early 70s. So the socks were a lot bigger because they were knee highs. Right, right, right. <laughs> None of these crew socks. <laughs> so you got a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff in your crew socks. Anyway, so, or not crew socks. What are the little no, no shows? Or yeah, really, yeah. I did that with my kids once and my daughter brought me that. And I was like, is that all the socks you have? This is not going to work. <laughs> you need a knee sock, yeah, right? You need yeah. something taller. My mother would always uh, put in fruit, mm-hmm. the oranges and apples yep. to take up space. She'd take all the Christmas candy and toss it in there. And then it was a lot of little things and always silly putty. Oh. Always got silly putty yeah. in our stocking. And that is one thing that I have continued with, with my kids. children. As a matter of fact, I need to buy some silly putty so that I can do the same thing. So it was always a, a Christmas Eve. Now, the other thing I remember is that the days leading up to Christmas Eve, I lived in upstate New York and we got dumped on. Uh-huh. Like the first day of winter, we got dumped on. Right. So we had all the snow. Yeah. And it was fantastic. So for me, when it snows, that's when it starts to feel like Christmas. Right. Because that's what I grew up with. Right. And then later on, you know, the, the weather changed a little bit. But we always went to midnight mass. We were, you know, uh-huh. Roman Catholics. So midnight mass. And right. so I would have to go to bed for a few hours, which is brutal. On Christmas right. Eve? <laughs> yes. Oh, my good heavens. <laughs> brutal. It's brutal. They say, go to bed early. I had to go to bed at like seven just to get up at 11, just to get dressed and go to church. And then, God forbid, you fall asleep <laughs> in, in midnight church. mass. <laughs> um, but it was always beautiful because... All of my aunts sang in the choir. And as Um, I got older, I sang with them, which mm -hmm. is where I got my love of singing from. Uh And it was always so beautiful because we had an old Roman Catholic church and the choir was upstairs behind you. So you would be paying attention forward and you'd have this beautiful, I mean, the acoustics were just gorgeous and this beautiful choir that would sing and that big pipe organ. And it was just that was just so cool. It was my favorite thing on yeah. Christmas. And then, of course, you light the candles and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not a Catholic anymore, but I tell you what, that was a really strong memory for me. I just right. loved Christmas 
and the way that we did the choir and stuff. And I remember one Christmas, I was about 12, and one of my good friends from school also sang in the choir with me. And we just sang because we love to sing. And then my Aunt Teresa said, you need to sing this verse. It was in Latin. We're like, what is that? She goes, you don't know how to speak Latin? I'm like, no. Like, we don't do this church in Latin anymore. I mean, my father, when he was young, when when my father was younger, they went to that church and they spoke Latin. Their their whole service was in Latin. So your family knew Latin? Uh, well, uh, just enough for church, I church guess. Church Latin. <laughs> church Latin, right? Right. Because that's how they grew up when they were younger. But yeah. that changed, yeah. obviously, for the next generation. So I got harassed by my aunts. that <laughs> I didn't know Latin. I, so they had to teach us how to sing it. In Latin. In Latin. <laughs> that's, you know, I, I have, I've heard um, that, that, that it was that way. But I thought it was like in the 40s or 50s when they quit doing that. I didn't realize it was the 70s. Well, I mean, it was a small town. We could have been a little bit behind. <laughs> you, I, I, I just, I think I no, just figured. No, that's true. Yeah. No, my father was born in the 30s, early 30s. Uh-huh. So he would have been 40s and yep. 50s. So no, that's probably right. They When they were little, they were singing in Latin. And they were, t- uh, yeah, the whole service was in Latin, which is just craziness which is for me. weird because... Jesus didn't speak Latin. <laughs> oh, don't get started on that rabbit trail. Okay. Then well, we're it's talk- just the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> he didn't speak in King James either, but that, we're not going to go there. No, no. It's happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> happy Christmas stuff. We always did these beautiful versions of holiday songs when we were in the choir. And oh, my goodness, the handbells. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen a handbell choir? I have. Oh. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I think I did it once. I participated oh, once. Wow. And just remembering when it's your turn to like flick your hand. <laughs> I was not not terribly musical. I didn't know music. I, I could sing, but obviously the rest of it was way over my head. But it was kind of funny to to have to know when to like lift right. your hand and flick. <laughs> right. It's beautiful though. It, it is, is beautiful. It's so beautiful. I've never done it, but I've seen it on Christmas Eve actually a couple of different times and it's just yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. So those are my favorite memories of Christmas Eve. Yeah. And of course Christmas morning, I was always the first one up. And one time I got up so early and I ran out to look at the tree and there was nothing there. <gasps> And I was like really little and started like, what's happened? Santa Claus hasn't come yet. So I went in and got my parents, right? And my parents were like, go back to bed. You have to go back to bed or else he won't come. So I went back and pretended like I was asleep, which took maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes. Yeah. It felt like forever. I was a little kid on Christmas morning. Right. And then I heard them all (laughs) bringing all this stuff out. (laughs) So they brought all of it out and got my brother and brought all the presents out. And then when I came out, I got to see it all. We lived in Japan for three years. Wow. But we always came home for Christmas, but our bodies were just, you know, messed up. Oh, sure. And one year we were, we were there for Honda and um, they always put us in an apartment and it was decorated all up and ready to go. And at two o'clock in the morning, my daughter came in, my, my boys woke her up because they figured she had a better chance of getting us out of bed at two in the morning. (laughs) which did not work. And she came in and said, it's, it's Christmas morning. I saw the presents. Let's go open them. I said, yeah, no, it is two o'clock in the morning. And so then we made a rule seven o'clock. Nobody gets up before seven o'clock. Yes. And then we started when we, when we moved back, we started putting up a, a Christmas tinsel 
And, yeah. And so we would, you know, ceremoniously pull it down when we would go out to the tree. Oh, cool. Our first Christmas back, I decided I was going to make all my own wrapping paper. What? I bought cream and that brown, like you send packages, you used, yeah. used to send What's packages your paper? in. Yeah, yeah. And um, gold. And I bought stampers and Christmas stamps and all the things. So we had everything in cream and brown and gold. And that's what my tree was. And it was all great. And when I first started, you know, when I bought a present, I would wrap it and use twine and little greenery oh, and stamp it up much. and it was so pretty well then you get closer to Christmas and you're getting stuff and it's hard to keep up because you've got concerts <laughs> right. at night and so two days before Christmas I'm like because yeah. now I've started I've put money into it I can't go buy something there. out and I'm like pounding the stamps on it no greenery no twine <laughs> <laughs> but oh. it did look really, really good. Did it, were you mortified when they opened and, they and ripped them took, open? Oh, I don't know, 20 minutes to destroy it. And that is when I learned you don't do that. You know, it's okay <laughs> to buy cheap wrapping paper and just uh, stuff a bow on it because it's not worth it. I can understand when you want to make a really nice little gift and yeah, you do something the way special, <laughs> but not for the kids because the kids don't care. They're just going to rip into it. Yes, they did. If the dog hasn't already ripped into it because we did have one of those. Oh, oh dear. No, we've never had a dog that did and that. We always, you know, had a, a toy under there for him as well. So uh-huh. he was looking for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you ever look for your Christmas presents before the time? I, I didn't. I never did because I love to be surprised. Oh gosh. I love to be surprised too, but I was too, too curious. Yeah. No, I found them. I found my GI Joe before I got it. Uh, well then when you get it, it's not, I mean, it's kind of yeah. anticlimactic. Isn't they it? told me I wasn't going to get it cause I had already found it. Cause oh. I was like, why is there a GI Joe under your bed? <laughs> There were other things too, but I don't remember. So did you ever have any presents when you were a kid that you thought this was the best present ever that, that you still have great memories about? Yes. But well, and it, it's such a simple thing, but we would of course always go visit Santa, dress up mm-hmm. the whole thing. Cause remember that's when you went Pictures. To, the, to the mall yeah, and that was visited the Santa. It was a huge deal. And, and we always, my sister and I always had matching dresses and I, we were in the car on the way home and I said, Oh, I forgot to ask Santa for the sewing machine. And my mom said, Santa has a way of knowing what you want. Oh. So don't worry about it. Okay. And there was a little toy sewing machine under the oh. tree that year. And I always remember that because th- that's just how my mom made Christmas. That's, I think she, I think that's one of her many legacies to me is her love of Christmas. Speaking of not having money and making things special, you know, it's, I had some pretty dry years mm-hmm. where I thought, mm, if I can get one present per kid and it's not really a big one, but my kids were always so great. They mm-hmm. knew it wasn't about what you were going to get. Right. And they got stuff from the other side of the family and all that kind of stuff. And so it was really important to instill that into my kids. And then I had a couple of years where people just blessed us mm-hmm. and just like, I went to a meeting one time and wouldn't you know, everybody in the meeting was in cahoots and they filled my car, filled my car with oh, stuff. That's so and my kids, awesome. you know, they would get these random things and not really know what to do with them, but they were just so happy that people thought of us, you know? And so I feel like, yeah, that's the best way to kind of give back is to do that for another family. And it's not about, you know, getting things. It was just nice that 
people thought of us. Right. And that right. was really, really fantastic. Um, some of the, uh, the weirder traditions in the, uh, in the family, well, I don't know if it's weirder, but you know, you know how moms put rules. Okay. <laughs> so let's go there. Moms put rules in place. When Christmas rules, like right. you said, you could not open anything until seven o'clock, right? right? They have that rule, not till seven. As we got older, we were told same thing. Sun has to be up. <laughs> the sun has I've to be up. I've heard other people say that too. <laughs> right. But my mom had a rule that we could open up all of our presents and mom always distributed them. We always watched each other. It confuses me when people just are all opening at the same time. I, I, like, why can't we enjoy this together? Right, right. That's how my mom was. Yeah. One at a time. Watch each other. I remember my brother getting socks and went, hey, socks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just remember these things. And I was just like, I love it. And my mom was like, you love everything. I'm like, but I'm so thankful. You know, and just, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was like, I love it. No, it didn't matter what it was. I loved it. The rule was that we could open up all of these presents, but we had one big one, one special one. All the others were little, usually they were socks and underwear, pajamas, things that we needed, little things. But we had one special one Uh and we were not allowed to open that one. My mom always marked it. Gosh, I've done these same traditions with my kids through the years. My mom marked it so she knew that that was the one we couldn't do. And like I said, we always distributed the presents evenly and we all got a chance to open and watch each other and etc. We had to have breakfast. So we had a Christmas morning breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then after Christmas morning breakfast, we were allowed to open our stockings. Oh my gosh, we lived in the same house. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> there was a book somewhere yeah. that our parents learned <laughs> from, must I guess. Have been. So then we could get into our stockings. But then we did the thing. And, and this actually changed later in life. Mom let us do it before breakfast when, as we got older. But mom always put a card in the tree, and it was a clue. And we had to figure out the rhyme or whatever. And then we had to chase down our big present. Oh, that's awesome. So you would read that one and it would take you to another spot. And there was usually like six spots. Like a scavenger. It was a scavenger hunt Mm -hmm. and you had to figure out the clue. So you had to go to that location and sometimes you had to put a full outfit on to go outside to grab these things. (laughs) My mom was so creative (laughs) and we would have to bring it back in the house and stand in front of everybody and read the clue and then go do the next one so that everybody could enjoy it. Right. (laughs) So much fun. So awesome. I love that. And I did that with my kids a little bit later on. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you can't wait till Christmas Eve to do it because the creativity may not be there. I mean, my mom rhymed and I tried to do the (laughs) rhymes too. And so, you know, that's a little bit more creativity right there. Yeah. But it was just so much fun. And I think that's, um, gosh, I I hadn't done that in years. Well, now my kids are all adults, but Uh I may have to bring that back because we're having Christmas on the 19th. Yeah. Yeah, you better get started on your rhymes. It's oh my gosh, I haven't even bought anything. <laughs> I haven't even Christmas shopped yet. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I ha- okay. I have one one item for my son that I found when I was on vacation uh-huh. in Virginia, and that's as close as I've gotten. Yeah. Anyway, what uh, what else makes you love Christmas besides the traditions and the cookies and the mom yeah. mom memories? I I think just the season of because for me you can't separate the Jesus part. No. And and I even can't separate, yes, it's about baby Jesus, but with baby Jesus came to die. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole purpose was, right. was redemption. It's the beginning of the story. It is. And just just the whole um, 
the joy, the kindness that people find in their hearts at Christmas. It's just... Why can't we do that all year? I don't know. And I... I, I love that. I love giving. I love Absolutely. giving cookies and I love giving gifts. And I just love that. Not because I expect it back, but that is just innately. My mother was like that and it's innately who I am. And I love that piece of it. And I, we don't really have any other holidays where you're just all about the giving. Right. And we need to do more of that. Right. We should have Christmas in February and then in April, like every couple of months would be we good. Should, yeah. And, and maybe not even give gift gifts, but right. you know, share cookies and, and, and make candy or whatever. You, you could know? actually do that every couple of months. Yeah. Because you have like Valentine's Day and then you'll have Easter and yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. That's why I can never go on a diet. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing after another. People say after Christmas, well, Valentine's Day's coming and there is candy involved <laughs> with that and then Easter and that is candy and sweets. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we start picnic season. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. I tell you, it's It is something about the Christmas season, and I do wish we could capture it other times of the year. I just can't put your finger on it. Why it's so different. Yeah. And and yeah, there's absolutely no reason why we can't keep the spirit of Christmas throughout the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. But you definitely have to lose the Christmas sweater if you're going to go past January. I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) How much Christmas attire... Do you have? Because you're wearing reindeer earrings, and the other day you were wearing something else Christmassy, and you're like head to toe all Christmas. And I'm assuming you do this every day for for the month of December or November and December. Pretty much starts on Thanksgiving. (laughs) It starts on Thanksgiving. So you must have a lot of attire. And runs through Christmas. (laughs) You have a lot of stuff. Mm. Well, I've collected it over the years. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite piece? Um, I think it's the one I told you about. Uh, it's a red t-shirt that says this queen of Christmas worships the king. Ah, yes. I like that. It needs some sparkle though. You're going to have to bedazzle it. I think I'm going to. You are definitely the bedazzler. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really am. Well, it's been fun to it kind of has. reminisce. I love, I love to see someone's enthusiasm around the holiday because I don't get creative enough. It's a shame they can't see my light up sweater. I'm going to put it out on our Instagram. <laughs> I will put it on Instagram. On Instagram, we're angie.and.friends. So it's Angie yeah. and friends, but it's got a dot in between, you know, because that's kind of how Instagram goes. Did they tell you? Yeah. <laughs> Mine is in the dot whisper. <laughs> in the dot whisper. Yeah. Let's really quickly talk about your uh, your website and your Facebook page and what you do. My um web page is uh, in the whisper.org and it's just a place of encouragement for women. So yeah. I, I, um, I write a blog. I have a podcast that you're going to be on tomorrow yep. and uh, it's just things like that. It's, God has just put it on my heart that women need to lift each other up and um, especially today. And, and I love doing that. I love spending time with friends and I love making new friends and yeah. it is just, it's just such a joy. Yeah, for sure. And you also have Gifts with Grace, which is a nonprofit. Yes, it is. Gifts with Grace is um, for women who are facing or have faced trauma. And we have started taking women and it is just God has blessed the ministry already. And um, we are ministering to a woman and just watching her blossom. Mm, And we gave her a Bible and she's already doing Bible study, underlining and tabbing pages. And it's... 
I am overwhelmed with how God chose us to be the vessels for this ministry. And it's just such a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm going to put links to all of your Facebook pages and websites in the show notes. Grace, so people can do it so much. And and you can always ask questions or comment if you want to get a hold of us here at the podcast or at the station. Angie.inthemorning at gmail.com is the place to do it. Nita, thanks so much for coming in. I really enjoyed walking down this Christmas memory lane. It gets you excited about Christmas, doesn't it? It it doesn't take much, but yes, it it gets me more (laughs) excited. But I love how close our upbringings were. We did grow up in the same house. Yeah. Is it an Italian Roman Catholic house? No. No, it's uh, Norwegian German roots. (laughs) Okay, maybe the German. Now, see, that's the thing. We may have the German, but we definitely didn't have the pickle. Did you have the Christmas pickle? I've just learned about that and I I want one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that'll have to be for the next podcast. But anyway, anyway, thank you again for coming. Thanks for having me. We will talk again next week and keep praying for Nicole. She's got aches and pains this morning, not COVID. And she'll be back with us next week. The Shine FM Podcast Network.